it's Lisa Cordoff. Welcome to the podcast where you can expect inspiring, raw, energizing, and transformative conversations with people on the path of personal evolution. I'm here to really live my life. And if you are too, these conversations are just for you. I'm really glad you're here. Enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm really glad that you're here and I'm going to go and encourage you to sign up for a brand new, totally free experience with me and that is what I like to call hashtag FGN, but it's also called the Feel Good Now Challenge and It's something that I'm going to be talking a little bit about today in the context of something a friend shared with me recently that she read in a book. You better believe I've gone and ordered this book. It's going to blow your mind and it's going to make you feel a little less alone when it comes to (laughs) understanding why as women, as a collective, we've kind of conditioned ourselves to be giving, 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 giving to everyone else and kind of forgetting how to do the same thing for ourselves. It Honestly, the stuff that she shared with me, it just put into context, well, no, literally these twin sisters, Emily and Amelia Nagoski, who have written a book called Burnout, have actually put it in a book. It's in a book, so it's real. It's something that so many people are experiencing. So many people are reading this and feeling really, really validated in terms of the experience that they're having in this lifetime as a woman, as a mother, all the things. So let me introduce you to the concept of human giver syndrome. So this is what the authors have coined as the term to describe the cultural expectation that women are just going to give and give and give until they've got nothing left. Now, I can't see you, but I'm asking you to put your hand up if you've ever felt like this, like, oh my gosh, I've got nothing left. There's nothing left for me. People tell me this all the time. I'm sorry, I've got no time to do this one thing. I know in the in the upcoming Feel Good Now Challenge, people will be like, "Oh, I mean, I don't have time for this." Like, what do you mean you don't have time to feel good right now and watch a few short videos about how to do that? Can we get real? Can we get real about how maxed? out you are in your life doing things very often for other people but here's the thing it's not just you this is a this is a huge huge problem for a lot of women and here's the thing about human giver syndrome they actually say it's contagious it's false but it's contagious and it's this belief that certain people And, you know, they usually women have this kind of almost like a moral obligation to be attractive, happy, calm, generous, very attentive to the needs of other people. So these are what they call the human givers. There's also human beings. And 
you know, they're sort of more, the beings are more competitive, more infallible, like they're never wrong, they're, they're, they're human beings, they're acquisitive. And, and we sit, so many of us sit in this giver camp where we're not these solid human beings. You know, the, it's, it's this conditioning that we've grown up with around being a giving person giving literally until you're empty in the t- title of the book is burnout but but it's almost like that's your obligation that's that's what is expected of you and it it's so damaging because a lot of the times we can't even see that this is something we have been conditioned into N- not you know throughout history it's not always been this way like in some cultures you know women are, are revered i mean when you're bleeding it's not expected for you to continue on and you know, march forward, show up to work, do all the things. It's like, well, no, I mean, that's a very special time and your body is going through something and we need to honour that special. I mean, you, there's so many different experiences of life that we can have and we have been conditioned into this the woman, the mother is a giver there, you know, there's this expectation that there is no limit to the amount that you give, that claiming anything for yourself is, is almost wrong. I mean, it's considered selfish, right? How do you talk about it to yourself? Well, I mean, I couldn't possibly. I mean, once everyone's kind of taken care of, well, then I'll, then I can do that. Or, you know, we, we take our kids to all the extracurriculars and it's like, well, maybe, Maybe when spring comes, I'll join up to a gym or start that Pilates class or whatever. It's like we don't even know this place that we're working from. It's totally invisible to us. And in my program, Ready for Change, where we talk about dismantling all of these stories that sit at our subconscious, they, we don't even know that they're there, but we're operating from them like 90% of the time, when we actually start looking there, one of the things that I get them to do is to, you know, members have to really look at what they believe about certain things, like even about motherhood, what makes a good mum. And oftentimes it's that she takes care of people. She She's a giver. There's a selflessness to this whole role of motherhood, which is fine and makes total sense unless there's no balance in it, unless there's nothing coming back in. I mean, a woman who, like, we have to, we we try to break this down in our lives and we see this in the inequity that exists in the workforce and what is going on at homes so if both the uh, both partners are working full time 
the woman still has the major load at home. And you might be an exception to that. And that's awesome. But the statistics show overwhelmingly that women take on the majority of things at home and they're expected to commit 100% to work and they they take on most of the mental load when it comes to their children. I'm not making this up. This is what this is what we're fed in statistics everywhere. And so so then this woman who's trying to do all of this, where's her space to just start those dance classes that she's been meaning to get to or create space to learn the thing that she actually really wants to do? to help shift her into a career that might have made sense when she was 18 but certainly doesn't make sense now that she's in her 40s and might have children or has a completely different set of values now? How does she do it when our conditioning almost makes it wrong for us? We we feel that internally and, you know, we feel judged by other people when it comes to doing things for ourselves that just make us feel good, that get us more on a path to feeling aligned with the life that we want to lead right now. And I love that these these women are highlighting almost like the punishment that we get as, you know, self-identified and societally expected human givers for participating in things that aren't considered giving to other people but in fact are giving to ourselves. I mean, I bet you can start to feel like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, yes, I I feel that or, well, no, I have an exercise regime so that I'm I'm committed to, I, I give to myself. But, you know, it's deeper than that. It comes to the core of what it means to be, you know, in inverted commas, a good woman, a good mum. We feel a huge resistance. I I have women telling me all the time in my programs. I mean, I can't just go ahead and quit my job and and start that PhD. I can't. Or I have to keep doing this because I mean, what would happen to my kids if I just stopped doing the dishes? <laughs> what would happen? I don't know. Maybe someone else would do it. I've got no time. Why do you have no time? Why? Let's really start to ask ourselves these bigger questions. Because here's what I think, and this is what I've believed for a really, really long time and taught for a really, really long time. Those big things, the the big implications that are, that come off the back of this, which is, you know, a generation of women who will not be fully realised 
because they're so empty because our expectation is to be giving to other people before ourselves. Unrealized potential that the world needs right now. The world needs women. It needs us. And we're so depleted, we can't even engage a lot of the time. That's not right, surely. And this is not to say there's not seasons that are more intense. I mean, I'm not going to say that, you know, that this is a, you know, we can all just forget everyone around us that we love. It's not, it's not about that. I'm never about that. What I am about is figuring out how to make it simpler for us to start doing the little things that make us feel good each day that might not make sense in the context of being a giving machine. When you start to just ask yourself, and this is what I did for a really long time and I still do, what does Lisa need to feel good today? What do you need to feel good today? What would actually feel good? I'm not talking about you being good. I'm talking about you feeling good. What might that be? You know, for me, I'm just going to give you a few examples. I, it, I feel really good making the decision. I, I would very, very rarely answer my phone after 7 p.m. You know, 7 p.m. sort of start the reading and kids off to bed and they're usually down by 8 and I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> after that time I'll get back to you it's like this really nice little healthy boundary I have with myself I mean sometimes I'll absolutely pick up the phone uh, but I, there's no I have no expectation for myself it's actually just a really little way that I honor the space that I need in my life to just decompress from my day and give to myself I can ask myself what I want to do every single night because that's my time. It's beautiful. What about the fact that sometimes instead of coming back and getting on top of the breakfast dishes that I might not have had time to tidy up, I'll just go and sit in a cafe and smash out work for an hour with my laptop, having coffee, maybe having some breakfast, might have been a delicious BLT today. And I've just given something to myself. It didn't have to be big. It was just not getting the takeaway and getting home and sipping it, you know, popping it back on the kitchen bench and you know, getting organised or listening to, to work messages while I was, you know, making sure that the kitchen was tidy. It was just opening up my notebook, writing out a to-do list, checking in on some emails, just casually, just I'm just surrounded by people, a bit of buzz. It's so amazing. I'm still not over the fact that I get to do that after our COVID lockdowns for seven months last year. And yeah, I'm giving to myself. And it starts this little chain reaction where suddenly I'm putting on the fancy skirt, even although I've really got nowhere to go except, except school pickup and drop off and sitting at my desk and, and working for the day. Feels good. Feels really good. 
to not just leave those nice skirts for the fancy occasions. You know, it's it's on a Friday with kids begging for playdates and wanting everyone over, I actually just decide to invite a friend over and sit in the back garden and the kids can do what they want really. But I'm, I'm going to have a chat with my friend. We can order what we want from Uber Eats if that's what we end up deciding. And the kids can have their moment, but I really needed to connect in with someone. I really didn't need a house filled with children that night. Sometimes I just walk without anything in my ears, without it being purposeful, just so I can be silent with myself, listen to the sounds, smell the air, no inputs, because it's rejuvenating to me. I have given myself the chance to explore what it feels like to go for a walk, put on my sneakers and go for a walk and not have it be for anything. Just that I needed to just have a little bit of silence and be with myself and just enjoy some sunshine. You see how that's different to what we normally do? Oh, I can use the time for this walk to listen to this, and which is also fine. I mean, I absolutely walk and listen to music or podcasts or whatever. Absolutely. Do, do your thing. Doesn't, but just be sure that you're creating some space for yourself. When we're in, when we've got human giver syndrome, which so many of us have, we're usually always on our way to something. And so often it's for other people. And to, and to start to turn that around for ourselves, you're not alone if you actually struggle with that because it's this conditioning that we're a part of. It's not just you. It's so many of us. But I think it's kind of time, don't you, to start to like work out what makes us feel good, to not have it feel like a a huge, massive thing that we need to turn around. But there are these small micro things that when we start to do them, we start to show ourselves, well, maybe it's possible to give from a place of not depletion, but being kind of filled up. How can I fulfill myself? Literally, because the thing is that like no one's going to do it for us, you guys. They're not. If we want to change the conditioning for our children, then we have to change it within ourselves. Oh, we're in such an amazing time right now. Can't you feel it? That there's just this shift going on. We're having bigger conversations about this stuff. We're not willing to keep accepting the BS status quo And it's going to cause some resistance because who are we to just book in some time for ourselves or who are we to feel ridiculously happy? Who are we to feel good? 
Well, my question to to you is who, who are you not to? You are given breath and life and we don't know how long we've got and we wait always in this perpetual waiting situation to when everyone else is sorted or when certain aspects of our life are sorted, well, then we can focus on ourselves or then we can do the thing that's calling to us. And I'm here to call BS on that. And we're going to be diving deep into it. And you are going to start experimenting with feeling good right now in my upcoming challenge that I am so excited to share with as many women as possible. It's totally free. You can go and register for it right now. The link is in the show notes. I want you to make sure that you're a part of this experience if you are this human, if you've got human giver syndrome and it feels really crazy that you don't even know how to switch this around for yourself. It's okay. I'm so glad my friend shared this concept with me that's being coined by these sisters. I can't wait to read the book because it contextualizes what so many of us are feeling right now. But, you know, who are we not to feel good in our lives, no matter what's happening, no matter what our body feels like or looks like, no matter you know, our home situation, our work situation, how old our kids are. There's ways to do it. And the spin-off effects are freaking amazing. So get yourself on the train. I'll see you inside the challenge and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, what if it was way simpler than you thought to feel good right now? That's what we're exploring in a brand new free five-day experience with me. Listen to me right now. You do not have to wait for anything to change to feel good. No, you don't have to lose a dress size. Meet your dream partner. Have more money in your bank account or have kids that sleep through the night. Stop waiting and start feeling good. I've got all the tools and resources ready in what will be a hugely transformational week just for you. I know you deserve to feel good. Do you? Register to join me at lisacorduff.com forward slash feel good. I cannot wait to see you there. Hey, if you're enjoying the conversation, then it would mean the world to me if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It really makes a difference and it's my intention to get as many of us involved in real conversations that really change the game as possible. Thanks so much for your help and I'll see you in the next episode.